Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here each week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And we are definitely in a more normal pattern for gardening the mountains of Arizona. It hasn't been normal for the last few years. It's been dry. Last year, we saw no rain this time of year. Plants, they, they were not happy. So we've been keeping things alive until the rains this year came, and it has been a bonanza. We're hearing word. I've got uh, um, Michelle Hyatt, one of our, she pretty much is my right-hand person for anything that blooms or fruits. She does all the grows, manages all the flowers, perennials, vegetables, herbs, perennial, just all those blooming things, and uh, she lives out in Dewey. She's had over 17 inches of rain in the last few weeks, just since a monsoon's hit. This last, When did it start? The end of June? Now it's the end of July, in a month, 17 inches. Now she's in this, that's what happens. She's up against a, a rain belt. There's a place next to the mountains where uh, the, the clouds just have to dump all their rain so they get light enough to go up and over the ridge lines. So you'll find there'll be spots that are quite moist in other areas. I mean, on the back side of that, you know, the back side of that ridge, there'd be less rain because the, the, the clouds had to dump all their water to get up and over and there's nothing left on the other side. This is how it plays out often, depending on where you're at. This is also, uh, you folks in, in Prescott Valley, Chino Valley, Paulden, the most beautiful, that's the only place I've seen rain, three rainbows at the same time. I mean, the vistas out in those valley areas are stunning. Stunning. Uh, I, I haven't seen that over in the Verde. I'm sure they're just as stunning. But the, those valley areas, the Prescott Valley area, we lived out there for many years. It's big, open, majestic fields where you can just see far enough to see through rainbows. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. This is what we want. What this makes, so so your your the fertilizer that you're putting down, I've been telling you folks take advantage of the rain fertilize everything take advantage of the rain have the rain do the work get the food down into the soils don't use chemicals use all natural or organic fertilizers these will play out for you in a, in a big way they'll help those pine trees that have been eaten alive by bark beetle with the moisture and some food these plants can now form over flush out heal themselves so the, the, the flathead borers, the bark beetles, ifs beetles that have been eating underneath the cambium layer, the, the bark of that tree, uh, they've done some damage. So the tree has been so dry, it couldn't actually heal itself. Well, now it can. It'll actually form some new rings. Some, it'll actually scar tissue will seal over that where, those, where the damage was done. It'll flush out and kill out those bark beetles if they're healthy enough. So in food and, and the natural rains really make a difference with that. And so that's it's really important. If you want food, that is uh, brambles, berries, grapes, uh, uh, apples, peaches, cherries, apricots, nectarines. If you want edible fruiting plants in your yard, fertilize now. So harvest those apricots. They're pretty much over. Harvest the peaches. We're in the peak of it. Harvest the cherries. Harvest. And then right after the harvest, fertilize them. 
that's going to help them to recharge. It takes a lot of energy to form all that fruit. And this has been a tremendous fruit year. Really good. And so if you want to keep that going, you'll need to re-energize those plants. They're going to need food now when they're done, done blooming, uh, done fruiting. And then they're going to need the most important feeding is in October, November, that time from that fall color. When you see the the, the mums in bloom, when you see the aspens go gold, when you see the red of the maples, fertilize all your edible plants. If you do that now and then in the fall, you'll have a blockbuster crop next year. If you don't do that, what happens is fruit trees have a way of the ebb and flow. So one year they're really big production, the next year they take a break. The next year they have a big production, then they take a break. You need to reload that fertilizer, help them to have enough food and the steak and potato kind of foods, like a tomato vegetable fruiting kind of kind of organic food that slowly releases over a real long period of time. Your plants are going to do better. This is such an opportunity to, to gain, to get back to where we were. The drought has held us back for two years now. Now we finally have some moisture that we can now leapfrog ahead. So you have that new house out in the that subdivision, brand new landscapes. What you'll find is if you're new to the area, our fertilizer, we, we just have no nutritional value. There's nothing redeeming in our soil. And so you'll have to water more often and you have to fertilize more often especially if you've got a new landscape. So if, they, if that front yard package came with your new build, yeah, you got two trees, three shrubs, and a boulder, and some rocks slinged down. I mean, that's, it just still looks, it's not mature yet. If you fertilize now, fertilize at least three times a year. For brand new plants, I'd go four. If you're thinking holidays, think 4th of July. So July, you know, take advantage of the monsoons. Think Halloween, that's the most important feeding. Plants pick up that food and use it for next spring's growth. Then you're going to need to re replenish that. And in, the, in the spring, typically you're thinking Easter, whenever that holiday falls, that's a good time. And then, um, what was the other one? Fourth of July, oh, the New Year. New Year's, it seems odd, but our plants were so mild, the plants are still actively growing. They're using some moisture. You'll need to water every once in a while, a couple times a month. Uh, if you don't fertilize, your evergreens will turn yellow. You have this winter chlorosis thing that happens. You just get this, they're, they're, it's cold, but it's not permafrost cold. It doesn't freeze. It's just warm during the day, cold at night. So if you can fertilize then, boy, it really keeps things green and you get this tremendous growth next spring. So if you're Midwest folks, you're just not used to that. You're not used to fertilizing that often, but here you'll find you need to do it more often or the plants become anemic, thin, wispy. The leaves are smaller. They don't grow as fast. But you can tell the neighbors that are fertilizing. You can go, whoa, what happened in their yard? We, we built at the same time. Their yard is twice our size. It looks like they built like three years earlier because of the landscaping. It's because they're fertilizing. It makes a difference. This is also a good time to, to accessorize, especially with those summer plants. The summer plants in the spring, they're kind of puny. You pay big money for this plant that hasn't quite woken up yet. It's waiting for summer, but now they're flushing growth. They're like three times the size. You get way more plant for the dollar because they're in full bloom. They've flushed out their growth. They're really happy growing and blooming this time of year. So you see a, a big selection of plants you normally don't see or don't recognize in the spring of the year. So right now, butterfly bush, 
we've got so many varieties, so many colors from the standard tall varieties to new dwarf introductions from yellows and reds to whites and pinks. Way more choice than just purple. You've seen a lot of yuccas. This is when they start to really bloom and show off. You see some agaves. You see a lot of summer perennials, the, the wildflowers. So perennials, remember they come back every year, perennial and permanent, both start with peas. You plant it, plant it once and you're done. It just keeps coming back every year. Lots of perennial choices. Uh, your salvias and coreopsis, coreopsis or spireas, false spireas, all of these are summer bloomers. And so uh, salvia gregii or autumn sage is a cute little shrub. It's just below hip high or so, maybe three feet. Lots of colors to choose from. The hummingbirds love them. No animals eat them. They're great for here. This is your time to plant. This is your best time to plant. Summer is when they root out really fast. Coreopsis looks similar to that, but it has a blue flower, bright blue. Very, just all summer through fall bloomer. And again, animals don't eat that particular plant. Gets about hip high and just gets this nice mounding plant that's just a pretty blue. It's a great plant, Agastache. It's a companion to Coreopsis or false spirea. Lots of, lots of oranges, yellows, reds, uh, and it's kind of like Russian sage, which is the number one selling summer plant. But, but Russian sage can get a little weedy. It gets overgrown sometimes. Agastache doesn't do that. Hyperium doesn't do that. There's a lot of St. John's wort doesn't do that. So there's a lot of them that stay neat, clean, come back every year and bloom. And now's the time. This is when you see the best supply. Best because they've filled out. They look like something. It's a great time to plant them. Got a lot in store for you. Lisa Waters Lane coming in right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Some things are just better together. July is the best time to fertilize with all-purpose plant food from Waters. But pair the all-purpose with humic acid and it's a one-two punch of garden power. Humic acid gives your soil organic matter that helps plants' roots receive water and nutrients. So it makes fertilizer work even better. Like salt and pepper. Coffee and donuts. And hey, you and me. Aw, thanks Ken. All-purpose plant food and humic acid, better together and only at Waters Garden Center. Waters Garden companion plants for July are hibiscus, maple, crepe myrtle, and purple verbena. Purple verbena is mountain famous for gorgeous summer-long flowers held over compact green foliage. This purple bloomer loves bright gardens, summer heat, and grows best in poor soils with less water. Go ahead and abuse this bloomer. You can't kill it. The perfect native perennial for easy summer long flowers. You'll only find the toughest verbena here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the mountain gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the family garden center. Now welcome back to the mountain gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions, just what's going on in the backyard. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. What are you looking at? I thought you had a spider hanging off your hat. I was once uh, (laughs) talking to a customer inside the houseplant room and, you know, it's fall. So spiders are starting to come in, you know, mice are coming in and, and I'm chatting, you know, 
exotic houseplants or something. We get done with this like 15 minute conversation. She says, Oh, and by the way, there's a spider crawling up your shoulder. Look it down. <laughs> it's like this huge albino, like, like black widow, only white crawling towards my jugular vein. What are you doing lady? What's God? And I don't, I'm not afraid of spiders, but I freaked out on that one. Yeah, I just wasn't expecting that. You're not a big spider lover. I don't know. I'll feed the crab spiders and stuff. Yeah. It's, I don't mind spiders, mm -hmm. but if they're in the house, if they're in my space, you're not welcome there. Uh, I'm not one to catch them and release them outdoors. I'm if there. I can, if, I will. Really? Not a black widow. I just kill those. Oh. Okay. Well, so we're back from the lake. Yes. So Lake Powell is uh, stunning beautiful and low like they're saying it is Very lower low. than normal they're doing a lot of construction trying to get the it was hard to launch boats there's yes. only one boat ramp like available <laughs> and they're trying to extend that with big steel plates and yeah. the angles are all wrong the the lanes are just totally screwed up not uh, not us lanes <laughs> But well, the boat ramp lanes. Too, yeah. <laughs> just, well, they don't even allow, you can't put a houseboat in the water. No, there's there. not, there's not enough out. beach, yeah. not enough uh, ramp. So anyway, wow, interesting times. So yeah, it's, it's always a change in. Hopefully we get a good winter snowpack and yeah. raise the level some. So this is the garden like question piece. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we've got weeds and bugs and things are growing that, I, is this a weed or is it good what's it, what is it all kinds of stuff are growing right now that is true what's going on in people's gardens well our first question is from ted in prescott he wants to know how can you tell if a spruce is being overwatered because with all the rain i don't know how to water yeah <laughs> isn't that a great thing yeah. finally the landscape is off life support called drip systems <laughs> so mother nature has provided enough and you're seeing the native the forest mm -hmm. it's greened up to the point where you see the death and decay before it was all kind of this muted brown <laughs> now, now the ponderosas pinions junipers man yeah. have all greened up and then the ones that didn't make it are kind of standouts maybe dead yeah. maybe dead they're not coming back either they're just goners so your spruce I would say now, this is pretty much all of your evergreens. So not just spruce, but junipers, cypress, cedars, uh, pine trees, fir trees, they're all the same. They're, they like water sporadically. Mm -hmm. Well, now they've got water every afternoon. So if, you're if your soil is not draining, it will show stress, especially if the drip system is still watering, you know, twice a week right. and you get water three times this week, mm -hmm. it, you can quickly overwater something. And the indication is the outer tips starting generally from the top, working its way down, starts to have this yellow or chlorotic or, or yellowing effect. Uh, that's, that's an indication you're that tree is in grave danger. If you don't change something immediately, the plant will die. It just mm -hmm. collapses. Underwatering is usually dries out from the inside oh, I out. Think you got that backward. Oh, did, did I you get it right? Could you help me? Well, if usually if it's from the top or the tips die back, it's underwatering. Ah, if it starts in the center or the bottom, it's. I think you're right. How did I get that all wrong? <laughs> That's the reason I married you 34 years ago. <laughs> I was sitting there listening to you going. Uh, maybe he'll but, work his way out. <laughs> yeah, I just tagged him. It's like uh, WWF wrestling. I just went, your turn, tag. <laughs> Take him on. <laughs> Did you ever watch wrestling as a kid? No. Boy, no. as a Southern. So every, I'm showing my heritage here. In the 60s, 
through the early 70s, through the 70s, every summer I went down to Georgia. We're talking South Georgia. We're talking true, not Atlanta, Georgia. We're talking like real hillbilly Georgia. Uh, it's spent time on the family farm. And the cousins would all get together and the uncles in the living room around a like 26 inch like CRT, regular TV screen mm -hmm. and watch wrestling. It was a hoot. Hmm. It was just fun anyway. With four girls and yeah, well, four boys in the family. <laughs> We did not watch wrestling. <laughs> anyway, it didn't happen. No, I don't even know if you admit you do that. But it's, it's fun to watch. It's entertainment. Galore. So. so, okay. So, if it's got browning underwater, if it's got yellowing at all, more the yellow is the overwatering uh, uh, symptom. Don't You don't want yellow. You don't mind a few brown needles on the inside as the, as the bark kind of grows. It, it sheds some needles. Mm -hmm. Very, very common on spruce and pine. Uh, but yellowing out of the outer tips, yellowing kind of anywhere is not good. Probably need to cut back on the watering and some drainage. That's a product. We have a, a product called Humic, H-U-M-I-C, Humic. It helps plants regrow roots because when it starts to yellow, literally what's happening, the roots are rotting underneath, rotting off mm -hmm. the plant. And so you need to get that to re-root to add some more root hairs. And it's pretty easy to do this time of year. Things are growing so fast, yeah. and so it'll recover really fast. It can also die really fast with the monsoon rains. Yeah. So there you go. So go out in the yard and look at the tree, see what it's doing. You can also get like a big long skewer or screwdriver and go poke around in that soil too, because yeah. that can tell you a lot if it's Whether just it's really moist. gooey, wet, or yeah. that type of thing. If you can't get a big screwdriver into the ground, it's dry, crusty. Right. If it slips in, it's got moisture. Mm -hmm. So a big piece of rebar or something like that, that's a good, good test. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we we did that one to death. We can move on. Had fun with it, though. We did. We Talk did. about wrestling. So Walt would like to know, what are some of the best plants for erosion control? He has a fairly good hillside in the back yeah. of his house. And with all this rain, it's starting to show the erosion. Yeah. So you're seeing water runoff. Any weakness in the soil, it's going to show these ripples coming mm -hmm. down. You need to secure that. It's only going to get worse. Right. Uh, it even gets worse in the spring. So like March, we'll get some of these snows and then it'll start to rain. <laughs> the snow melts, adds to the rain. And it really can, can cause some really deep uh, fissures and, and, and gaps in the soil. So what to do? So the best kinds of ground cover type of, of plants are going to be low growing, big root structure kind of plants. So spreading juniper, classic, mm -hmm. spreading ketoneaster. There's even a spreading manzanita called knick knick. Mm -hmm. Very, very good choice. Yeah. Once they take root, they even they've been dead 10 years. The roots are still there holding the soil in. They're just so many, so good at holding that soil. Mm -hmm. uh, so not that they die very easy. Junipers no. are hard to kill, especially on, our, on a hillside. Right. The myth is you can come in and get some of our wild native grass seed mix, chuck it over the edge or some wildflowers, chuck it over the edge, and they'll just magically sprout up. I, boy, that's a hard one to... to, to Plants don't work like that. Nature yeah. does because they send out a million seeds. Right. You can only afford to buy a thousand because this stuff <laughs> is like gold. So you just can't get enough quantity to have enough really come up in between that riprap or the rocks. Or right. the, so I would say. Um, Plus they tend shrubs. to wash downhill. They do wash the downhill. The minute you get that good rain, all your seed is now at your neighbor's house. Yeah. <laughs> 
can they get? What a great time to plant. This is a tremendous time because hillsides are kind of difficult because they're hard to dig into. Mm -hmm. So that's when I would, I would plant that plant and and it would take on the angle of that hillside, whatever that says is 15 degrees or five degrees, whatever that hillside is. I'd plant that plant, not straight up and down Mm -hmm. going to to the sun, but with the angle of the hill. And then I put the emitter on the top end, top top edge of mm-hmm. that root ball and it'll drip through the hill through the roots and that's it kind of makes it look more natural instead of right. taking these divots out all, all over the the hillside just plant it naturally and then the other one is when you put your drip system out there don't run it up and down the hill mm-hmm. run it across uh, horizontally because yeah. the hydraulics the way it works with with water it gets really heavy at the bottom of the hill it's lighter at the top of the hill and so if, you've, if you're going up and down the hill, the emitters are not true to their rating. Right. So you get flooding at the bottom, none at the top. Mm. Better to run it side by side. We're going into my irrigation contractor stuff. But basically, just trust me, if you, if you get in trouble, come talk to us. We'll measure the hillside. We'll probably try to help you zigzag it through so you get more holding pattern. There's ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Good questions this week. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Waters Garden Companion plants for July are hibiscus, maple, purple verbena, crepe myrtle, and pentas. Pentas are a butterfly magnet with super sweet nectar produced in starry flowers on 12-inch stems. She loves heat and wind with minimal care to keep the flowers coming. The large clusters of vibrant star-shaped flowers are stunning in pots and raised beds. A superb flower that outperforms others as long as it's hot. You'll only find heat-hardy pentas at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. I hate weeds. Monsoon rains are so refreshing, even my landscape comes alive. But so do my weeds. Stop weeds in their track in one simple step. Water's weed and grass stopper spreads like fertilizer. It kills weed seed before monsoon rains allow them to sprout. No need to weed. It's safe for trees, even flower beds, and so much safer than that toxic waste the big box sells. Weed and grass stopper. It's just $24 and only found at Water's Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So whatever you do, in the next few weeks, so this, this rain pattern will be with us through into September first part of October, typically, I mean, if, if I hope it goes longer, but typically the fall starts to dry out and we start to see the temperatures are, are more moderate, moderate, just kind of, you know, 60s, 70s. It's just beautiful. The falls here now through autumn, it's why we live up here. It's gorgeous. Uh, and we are going to get some more moisture. What will happen is things are going to grow fast especially the weeds and the grasshoppers. Don't let bugs take over and don't let the weeds, sometimes they live symbiotically. So you get more weeds, so you get more bugs. Keep the weeds down, you'll have less bugs, especially the, the, the ones that swarm on you. So grasshoppers tend to come in huge 
grow, <laughs> huge colonies. Uh, blister beetles tend to come in huge clouds. They just f take flight, this big black swarm, and they just land on a tree. All of them, all, not all over the yard, all over one plant, and they'll strip it clean. So it's a beetle about one inch long, kind of narrowed body, and they're very aggressive. They'll literally leave not one shred of any leaf left on a plant. You need to be ready, be prepared. So weeds, like a tumbleweed, it can grow from cute little innocent, look, I'm gonna take this and ship it back to my aunt in Chicago. She's never seen a tumbleweed. I'll spray paint it, put glitter on it, it'll be pretty. They're gonna go from cute little to instantaneously out of control, like as big as the back door, like in a week. Just really be on them. Don't let things get ahead of you. Also, things like tumbleweeds, blister beetles like the taste of those. They'll come in and strip it clean. It attracts almost like a magnet pulling pulling insects in. Uh, some of your grasshopper stuff, some of the grasses, they'll just start feeding. They come over the fence. They start stripping the vegetable garden. They'll take out your, your flower beds. They'll take everything out. They'll just leave holes in everything. So you'll think, what is this? You can't quite see them. But in the morning, you'll find that they tend to face towards the eastern sun. They like the sun. So at night, they'll kind of rotate over from the west to the east. And so they'll be up on the walls on the east side where they get that morning sun. They get to warm up so they can start eating your vegetable gardens faster for you. So they're pretty easy to spot. If you see that, there's a spray called Sayonara. It's a liquid. You hose them down. And they're going to they're gonna quiver, fall down. And die just like that and it it repels them for like a week sometimes too the the label says for up to two weeks to kills all bugs keep things out i find the sun breaks that down some so cyanar is a great really good spray really good bug killer so right now i'm using it at the base of my uh, house the, the foundation ants are coming in so i'm going to spray the rocks the riprap where i know they're at and the base where they tend to come into the front door the windows, these little tiny ants, they're coming in. They're building a little, little like cones in the driveway. Sayonara obliterates them. So it just takes them right out and it keeps, creates a barrier for at least a week or two and it keeps them out. So I, I use a hose in sprayer. I just hose things down. But it also takes out blister beetle and grasshoppers. Uh, if you've got grasshoppers and you've got big properties, no low bait, N-O-L-O, -O, no low bait. It's actually a bait that focuses in on crickets and grasshoppers. Very effective biological control. It's, it's an all organic, just doesn't hurt birds, doesn't hurt kids, doesn't hurt dogs, just grasshoppers. You don't want no low bait out in the yard and be a grasshopper, it's dangerous. So, or, or a cricket, if those crickets are bothering you at night, put no low bait around, little tiny piles around, they'll eat it and it goes to the colony and just affects every egg Every generation, it kind of goes after. Highly, highly effective. Weeds, weeds are really, you almost have to have what I do. I've got a spray can, a one-gallon spray can. And people go, well, you know, one gallon. Why not go real man size? Go three-gallon or two-gallon sprayer. I'm going, because I don't want to sling around three gallons around with a backpack or by hand. I like one gallon. It's something I can, by the time I get done spraying one gallon, I find one gallon a week just gets, takes away all my weeds. So I have put down weed and grass stopper before the rains came. So I don't have a lot of weeds, but the ones that do come up, they bother me because I don't want any weeds. 
And so I'll go out, and so the weed and grass stopper you put down, it goes in the soil, keeps the seed from germinating. And a few that do happen to come through that, then I'll go through and spray those once a week with decimate. Decimate is a, again, it's a new, it's a, it's a new Roundup kind of spray. It's more effective than Roundup, but doesn't cause cancer like Roundup. Okay, that's what I want. I want something that's better than Roundup that doesn't cause cancer. Uh, I, I go through once a week and I just keep a can of this mixed up, one gallon, and once a week I'll just go spot treat. And I have virtually no weeds. I do the exact same thing here at the garden center, which we have acres of plants, acres of landscapes, acres of property. One, it just seems to work. And at the house, I've got a half acre. I don't have weeds anywhere. I've got beautiful gardens, but no weeds. Now that's kind of that'll keep your bugs down, keeps your weeds down. It's just healthier, better, easier gardening. Some tips just to really up your game and not get frustrated. I mean, if you're out there on your hands and knees weeding, that's laborious. There's better ways to do this. It only takes a few bucks and a few minutes every week, and you'll, it'll be a game changer for your gardens. More advice after this. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Waters Garden companion plants for July are hibiscus, maple, verbena, and crepe myrtle. Crepe myrtle flowers are intense watermelon pink, solar reds, and LED whites that cover this heat-loving shrub. Plant where you enjoy its beautiful multicolored bark and sinuous branches up close. The flowers show against forest green foliage that turns red and orange in autumn. Growing to just head height, every yard has room for at least one and only available for summer planting here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Gardening and you don't know where to start? Waters In-Home Garden Service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better. Design advice, water strategies, vegetable and flower gardens, soil and food needs, and problem solving. Always problem solving. You'll instantly be a better gardener. All for just $200 of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home. In-home garden consultations from Waters Garden Center. We can be at your home this week. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. All right, it is Ken and Lisa uh, here at The Mountain Gardener, and this segment every week is for Lisa, just a different perspective what are your neighbors talking about? What are the gardeners, what's a different gardener's perspective? And I think there's different ways to look at gardens and you've definitely got that florist flower beautification thing going on at our house. And so I thought, yeah, let's just segment this into your segment and I'll try not to talk. And it's 10 <laughs> minutes straight of just you. <laughs> 10 minutes straight. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'll help fill in just because, well, that's why you married me to <laughs> fill in. <laughs> okay we'll let that one go so we did celebrate our 35th 34th up at the lake yep lake powell so yeah good times i would do it again the, the 34th and all 34 years <laughs> all of them all of them all i of mean them. there's some rougher than others. those first years as your first child kind of you don't know what to do 
the first few years of marriage, you're like you starve to death. You don't quite make enough to really get you going. Yeah. So you just kind of, and you got to buy all this stuff. And so you don't quite have enough to go around. And then twins, we <laughs> thought we had it going on that we were blessed. One boy, one girl, a pretty, uh, you know, blue four-door sedan, everything fit the perfect three bedroom, two bath house. And then <laughs> the good Lord blesses you with identical twins Yep. And nothing fits anymore. So that threw a big monkey wrench it into did. everything. But it's been a fun monkey wrench. It has been. It's been yeah. a blessing. Kids so, are a blessing. Good times. So came back from the lake and we'd gotten some rain. We were there almost a week. Came back. And the yard is gorgeous. Oh yeah. All of our perennials oh, yeah. are in full bloom. The time lawn is just blooming its heart out. It's just gorgeous. You gotta love the monsoons. This reminds me of the monsoons. Like in the 70s and 80s, remember that? I mean, every after you couldn't go to church on Sunday and and leave your windows open because yeah. by the time you got done going to Sunday brunch, coming back, it already rained. So mm -hmm. rain's coming in. The, you had to really just plan ahead every afternoon, right. it was, or it's highly likely yeah. it was going to rain. It's been doing that, mm -hmm. so it's good. Even just the increased humidity, things yeah. things are happy with that. But yeah. all of our our catmint. Um, and new things that we had planted or just taken off. Agastache. The Agastache. Doubled in size yeah. while we were away. <laughs> Everything's happy, happy. Yeah. So it is a great time to plant still. So a lot of people start thinking, and I don't know where this comes from. It's Phoenix or Midwest. It's, I don't it's know. It's that, oh, I can't plant now, right? That's <laughs> yeah, Phoenix. It's the desert stuff. You don't do that in Palm Springs or it's just too hot. Yeah. But you don't live 10 miles from the sun up here. You're like, it's not hot. It's yeah. What's it going to be today? 80s that's not hot that's beautiful with a chance of 80s with a chance of rain that's like magic for gardens so it's still a great time to plant and a great time to dig oh, yeah. because those soils have some moisture in them they're not concrete anymore so it's a great time to be out there planting um, and we did get some new perennials in real pretty so i thought i would showcase a few of those because there's a few new ones the summer perennials those yeah. are always the toughest oh my gosh they take any amount of heat, mm -hmm. as long as you got drainage, typically, right. they're going to grow like crazy, which mm -hmm. we have. That's true. So we did get a new cat mint called Neptune cat mint. Neptune. So this is a nice little dwarf cat mint. Oh. So it's going to get about 12 inches high. I'm sorry, about 12 inches wide, about eight inches. Oh, high. that is almost so, a ground cover like. Yeah, wow. just a really cute little plant has that uh, purpley blue foliage on it or flowers and the thing i like about the flower and i meant to bring one over darn it you should show the folks in the videos you gotta remember this is a vlog not just a radio piece i can't change i'm a luddite <laughs> but the flower is a real it's almost the standard size flower that's on the bigger one nice so you really see a lot of flower when it's blooming so very pretty uh we also got in a little gold star Black-eyed Susan. Oh, neat. Another dwarf. Right. Oh, oh really? And, well, the flowers are, some of the black-eyed Susans have that really Huge. great big, big flower. This yeah. one has about the size of a quarter, I'd yeah. say, but just covered, covered in blossoms. So really, really pretty. And, and those black-eyed Susans are those great late summer bloomers. Through fall. Through I mean, fall. now through fall, mm -hmm. it's going to bloom nonstop. Great right. autumn plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a lot of great red hot pokers in. So the ones I like about these is they're the more dwarf 
Red Hot Poker. So they're not going to take over a bed. Sometimes you put them in a perennial bed yeah. and they get huge. So they're like monsters taking yeah. over the four by four. Mm -hmm. But these guys don't. So we have the mango, which is kind of a, a yellow color. And then we have the orange. I think it's orange popsicle or something. Anyways, it's more of an orange color. Be really gotcha. pretty together. A couple yeah. of those together in a perennial bed. Love the heat. Very drought hardy. Yeah. The animal resistant. Yeah, they are. So, so red hot pokers, you can put them right out there with javelina. They're not going to bother them. They just learned right. that's not good. I'm not sure about the dwarfs, but I don't know why a dwarf wouldn't be exactly the same as a standard parent size. I'm sure they're the same. I would think so. Yeah. I've uh, got a really pretty coneflower in called Sunny Days Ruby. Yeah, I saw that on the Isn't back dock when they're unloading. That's like <laughs> double pom pom. It's it's all like yeah. I, I think it glows in the dark. It's beautiful. Oh my god! <laughs> it's out there screaming at you. Yeah. Look at me. We also got one called Baja Burgundy, which is a little bit darker uh, red. The other one's more of a pinkish one, but very very pretty. Gallardia, which is another great late summer bloomer, blooms until fall. Um, we have the Sunrita, which is a yellow and red color one. Very pretty animal resistant. Yep. For those people. Then we got some really cool um, succulents in. So we have the Autumn Joy Sedum, which is gets up, what, two feet Yeah, tall? knee high or so. Maybe just a little yeah. shy and knee high. Yeah. And has that pink blossom. Well, they're coming out with some new varieties Ooh. of the Autumn Joy. So we have, um, what's the first one called? Darn it. Darn. Oh, well, I did I can't write it read down. Your notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't either. Um, Autumn Charm. Autumn okay. Charm. So it's a variegated white and green leaf. Well, that's interesting, especially yeah. with dark rock. Mm -hmm. Again, sedums love the sun. Yeah. So it's sometimes you put these dark mocha colored rocks down, you put a dark green plant in, it's like they blend in. Right. Sometimes those variegated varieties oh, it definitely are stunning. shows up. It just is very bright with that white and green. It has a pink blossom to it or will have a pink blossom yeah. to it. So that was a new one. And then we also got Dark Magic. Now, this one, probably don't want to put it with dark rock because it would just blend right ah, It's got a mocha colored uh, But it's got a, a almost black purple oh, foliage. Oh, that's neat. I mean, it, you look at it, you go, oh, wow. Very, very different. Um, and it has a dark pink flower to it. So you get kind of a really nice contrast. Yeah, wow. There. That'd be neat. That's one you put with crushed granite. Gold <laughs> color with a dark foliage. It looks good. It's always right. contrasting. Mm -hmm. It's always a way to design. Oh, yeah. And there's a few other succulents out there. I didn't get all the names. But now is a really good time for those guys. So they're going to be starting to bloom very soon. Um, just very pretty out in the yard. Very carefree. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're not doing a lot of deadheading maintenance on them. So they're they're nice that we way. We planted, was it one, two, three, four, five, six, about 10 different types. Not 10 different sedums, but 10 sedums, three different mm -hmm. kinds. Uh, and, and we put them on drip system in the backyard on those mm. back ter terraced areas. Right. And drip is okay for them. But really, sedums, they don't like our our city water or well water. They like okay. natural rain. We go up to the lake, come back, and they've like yeah. like grown by 30% just mm. because of the rain, not just the drip system. So they're, right. it's drain good drainage, bright sun, mm -hmm. and natural water. You just can't beat that for sedums. That is true. That is true. We also got in some Coreopsis, different kinds and colors. summer plants, summer and bloomers. And then some really cool daylilies. So, oh. um, and our neighbor's daylily. We came back and our neighbor's daylilies are just singing. Over the top. And they're glorious. Yeah. yeah so. This is their time. Also, animals don't bother. Daylilies, Coreopsis, 
most of these you've talked about. They don't bother them. Ha uh, right. Rabbits, deer, javelina. Mm -hmm. Might eat the sedum though, don't you think? Uh, it just depends how desperate they are. Usually now there's so much moisture around. They're probably a little more. Lots of weeds. We, we were coming through uh, Groom Creek, uh, not Groom Creek, uh, Dewey, that area coming over the hill. Green is everywhere. Just green. <laughs> it's so pretty. Very pretty. All these you mentioned are perennial. Mm -hmm. They're best planted now in the summer. Right. So when the ground is moist, warm, and they're just going to continue to grow until about November, then they'll rest underground. Mm -hmm. Kind of take a break and come back fresh, brand new next spring for you. Every spring count on them. They'll just get better and better. So yeah. hardy, tough as nail perennials you can plant in your yard right now here at Waters Garden Center. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website, podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Waters Garden Companion Plants for July are maple, verbena, crepe myrtle, and rose of Sharon hibiscus. Rose of Sharon is a mountain hardy hibiscus with anemone-like blooms. Each stem of this hardy hibiscus is packed with buds. She makes a beautiful informal hedge or screen and is easily trained into small trees. Available Prescott colors show in blue, purple, white, red, and pink for years of enjoyment. You'll find breathtaking hibiscus here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Some things are just better together. July is the best time to fertilize with all-purpose plant food from Waters. But pair the all-purpose with humic acid and it's a one-two punch of garden power. Humic acid gives your soil organic matter that helps plants' roots receive water and nutrients. So it makes fertilizer work even better. Like salt and pepper. Coffee and donuts. And hey, you and me. Aw, thanks Ken. All-purpose plant food and humic acid, better together and only at Waters Garden Center. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So there are some plants that are just harder to kill than others. So if you you feel like you've got brown thumbs, here's the plant list. You just can't go wrong with them. Uh, and, and let's let's start with trees and shrubs. Or let's just say you like to travel more than garden, or you like uh, or be in your backyard. Uh, this this list is really going to up your game. Or start with if you're a new homeowner, first time homeowner, just getting started out. Start with these, and then go from there so with fruit trees we've got i want to i want to pick my fruit i want a shade tree that i can also pick from i forget to have something i might as well harvest something off of it uh, i hear this often it's a great great way to look at it um, i always tell those folks make sure you're starting with apples and pears if you're new to this kind of edible gardening start with apples and pears the reason being they're the most consistent at fruiting. So this year it's blockbuster. There are so many apples on the trees. The limbs are starting to, to sag. There's so many pears that they're starting to sag. They're having to support the limbs up. That's because they bloom just outside the frost dates in spring. So apricots always start to bloom first, first part of April. Well, there's still some risk of frost. We can protect them. There's some things that happen. And it seems like apricots are feast or famine. You either get none or you better have the canning supplies ready because you're going to have so much you won't know, know what to do with them all. 
peaches are right there behind them. So it's pretty consistent peach harvest, but not every year. Some years it gets frozen. But apples and pears, they're pretty consistent. I would say uh, for the edibles going down the line. Now, blackberries, if you're going to pick a berry, start with blackberries. They're just so consistent. Every single year you can count on blackberries. No matter what happens, you're going to get blackberries. Um, raspberries be right for that. And then lastly, I would plant blueberries. Blueberries are more finicky. You got to be more exacting with them. So start with blackberries if you're doing berries. Um, for, for evergreens, you just can't go wrong with pine trees. Pine, Austrian pine, Scotch pine, uh, Oregon green pine, pinyon pines, ponderosa pines, pine trees. We've got huge pine forests. And so go with pine trees. They're hard to kill, actually. They're very drought hardy. If you're going to kill those, it'll be from you got that heavy clay soil with a caliche layer underneath it, and the soil just does not drain, does not perk. That's going to be hard on an evergreen. They like to breathe at the root levels, but pine trees, you can't go too wrong with those. Uh, with that caveat, let me just say, because we've got such a heavy influence of Phoenix here, I, I would say stay away from Goldwater pines, Elderica pines. You know, well, I've got some of those. What are you talking about, Ken? You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, yes, they'll grow for a few years, and I'm glad you're enjoying yours now because you better because in a few years, they're going to get this orange rust on them that's carried over from the oak trees that kills them out. So we just don't sell those here at my garden center here in Prescott because of that. It would be, I would feel bad. I couldn't sleep at night. I'm selling you something that I know in 10 years is going to die. Yeah, it's guaranteed sale in 10 years. I don't care. It won't be there. <sighs> just buy a good tree that lasts a long time that you're not going to have issues with. Um, Leland Cypress. Why would why are people selling Leland cypress up here in the mountains of Arizona? It's it's ridiculous. They're dying out to the tree. There, some, there's a canker that gets on them that causes them to turn brown. They get up to size and then they die on you. That's just not right. When you can plant an Arizona cypress, which is the native one, it grows great here, naturalizes really well. If you're going to choose one, choose the Arizona cypress because you just can't kill them. They're natives. They grow wild here. They're down in Kirkland. You'll find just entire forest of Arizona cypress. They're beautiful. Why not go with the one that you know you're not going to have problems with and to go with one that, and you can find both available at garden centers, not here at Waters Garden Center, but you'll find them at the box stores, uh, the warehouses. You'll find them around. Uh, so just be aware what's going on. I would say uh, going over to, oh, oh, continuing that evergreen thought, spruce trees. Uh, we've got natural spruce, especially up you folks, Groom Creek, Highland Pines, these higher ridge-lined communities. Well, they naturalize so well. They'll naturalize pretty well at the lower elevations, so 5,000, 4,000 foot level. So, so Prescott Valley, Dewey, even the Verde. It's got some beautiful, beautiful specimens, but you'll need to water them. So, but if you do that, and the, the soil drains, oh, they do really, they're hard to kill. It's a great way to go. It's a great, it just adapts well. Some ancient ones are downtown Prescott, 100 years old, sitting there in the middle that, uh, of a lot that has not been taken care of in decades, still growing. They just naturalize. They do really, really well here. Uh, same with the junipers. Yes, alligator junipers, shaggy bark juniper, the, the native ones that grow wild here, those are good. They're kind of hard to grow. 
uh, and keep going. They're kind of finicky. So if you think you've got a black thumb, don't plant those because you just look at them wrong. They're gonna, you'll overwater them and they'll drown and die. Why not go with Spartan junipers, Wichita junipers? Uh, there's, there's a whole crate, there's a whole variety, hillsides, sp spires, uh, blue point. There's, there's dozens of them and they're virtually impossible to kill. Even if you get the blackest of thumbs, you can get those to grow. So that's one if you get, those are the privacy screens. I need green right now. I, I want a lot of them, so I can pack them in. Those are junipers and they just, nothing eats them. They do really well here. Then you go and do shade trees. And I would say the number one seller, though the number one seller is aspen, but I would say if you've got brown thumbs, don't go with aspens. They're a little bit more finicky. Uh, they, they tend to get overwatered some. Uh, they, they're short-lived. They're, they're, meant, they're, they're meant to sucker and come up and grow in families. Uh, so, so there's one that's kind of like that that's longer-lived. Birch. So your, your river birch. It's a native. Grows wild down, down the creek, creek sides, the dry washes. Uh, just adapts really well here. It's got a same kind of serrated leaf, kind of shimmers in the wind with white bark. It's much less likely for you if you think you're not sure. If you can get things to grow, start with a birch, not with an aspen. Uh, maples, uh, the blaze maples. Those are just, they grow everywhere. They're just so tough. And they're far better than all the other maple varieties. And this is a shade tree. So it gets up 35, 40 feet tall, 25 feet wide. True, a true shade tree big central trunk shade your entire driveway with this blaze maple uh, it's going to do better than your acer rebrums which you folks in the midwest that's the one you're used to that one the leaf tends to tear it tears in the wind it's, it's, it's more finicky it's harder to grow here so i'd say switch over to the blaze maple which is a kind of a cross of of that red maple you find in the midwest but it grows better here it's a hardier variety and doesn't get torn up in the wind you folks from California, Japanese maples are not for folks that think they have black thumbs. This is a gardener's plant. They're really hard to grow here. They don't like sun, they don't like wind, and they don't like alkaline water. <laughs> That's what every yard has here. So yeah, I've got several I grow in my in containers. So you can have them, but it takes a gardener and it takes just the right spot to have them. But a blaze maple, just chuck it out there in a the yard, water it every once in a while. It'll grow. You can't kill them. They're very robust. So elms, um, your frontier elms, uh, there's quite a few s series of elms. The Princeton elm that grows in the courthouse down at, in Prescott. Very tough. Great hardy plants. If you need a shade tree that grows fast, go with an elm. Just stay away from the Chinese or Siberian elm. This is one that's a weed plant. I don't know why they sell these things. It's a curse. You're going to have weeds. You're going to have elms coming up all over your neighborhood because you planted one tree. So don't plant the wild one. Uh, the new varieties, we've bred all the seed out of them. There's a caterpillar that eats the leaves off, strips them clean. We've bred that so they don't like that taste. So most of them will turn red in the fall of the color. Now we've got fall color. So now you have a, an elm tree that's just as hardy as the native one, the wild one, that doesn't get, that get seeds, gets a great fall color, and doesn't have bugs. That's the one you want to grow. Not, not some hard, finicky, hard to... Some things you plant and it just causes problems. You're, going, you're blaming yourself. 
going, no, it wasn't you. You were sold the wrong thing. Yeah, you might have chose incorrectly. You went for price or bad advice or something else. But there are better choices. And just pick the right choice. You'll have a pleasant experience in gardening in the future. So got a lot in store for you. Got to take a break. Be right back after this. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Waters Garden companion plants for July are hibiscus, maple, verbena, and crepe myrtle. Crepe myrtle flowers are intense watermelon pink, solar reds, and LED whites that cover this heat-loving shrub. Plant where you enjoy its beautiful multicolored bark and sinuous branches up close. The flowers show against forest green foliage that turns red and orange in autumn. Growing to just head height, every yard has room for at least one and only available for summer planting here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If life is a bowl of cherries, why not make them the biggest, sweetest cherries ever? Waters Garden Center is super excited to introduce our new organic fruit and vegetable plant food. This fertilizer has the bonus of added calcium that gives fruit trees and veggies an extra boost to produce healthy, abundant crops. Feed your plants now to help them thrive and grow more fruits than ever in just $27 for a 20-pound bag. Save natural, organic, fruit and vegetable plant food only at Waters Garden Center. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So we are averaging about 20 people at the class here physically. You know, we call them VIP members, virtually in-person kind of students. And then online, we'll have about 15 to 20 so that's every week, every Saturday at 9.30, we seem to be averaging that. And we've got classes going through, I think, the first week in, in November. And then we take a little break just for the holidays. We start back up in January. January is going to be you know, pruning, how to clean things up, how to plant evergreens, you know, new roses starting to show up, You know the, the varieties. We'll talk about those, um, all those techniques, how to start a lawn in March because that's the time to start them. Each week, it's something you should be looking at that's timely for that garden locally. So this coming week, we've got edible gardens. So let me take a look at this. So watersgardencenter.com, and you'll see a a classes button right there. It's got got them all listed through October at this point, so we're still listing some. So it's edible landscapes with trees and berries. So how to start that? We touched on that for, you know, I don't know, three minutes here in this show, but here we get a whole hour of showing you which ones, which are companions, which ones go best, where to plant them, where, where's the sun exposure, how about wind exposure, what about frost, all the varieties, companion plants, we go deep into trees and shrubs. If you want to eat from your yard, that's a great one. Uh, August 7, that's the very first Saturday in August, it's proper planting. How do you plant something in the mountains of Arizona? It's not the same as where you've come from. It is different, and there's some techniques that really up your game. All right, August 14th, we've got, uh, where's that one? Where did it go at? Dog, you see, I'm trying to run a soundboard and run the uh, internet all at the same time. Here we go, August 14th, wildlife and bug prevention. So how do you deal with pack rats and gophers and deer and javelina and blister beetles and grasshoppers and bugs? So August 21. 
best evergreens for mountain landscapes. If you've got new neighbors and you just don't want to see them anymore, well, this is the class for you. Gardening for newcomers, it's August 28th, and it keeps going on and on and on. The top 10 trees, how to plant them. Climbers and ground covers, how to use vines. Easy to grow mountain plants. There's so many choices. If you're not sure where to start, we're seeing a lot of folks, their house isn't even, even going to be done for two months. They're coming in so that they'll be prepared so they plant smarter uh, when they do finally start to get out in that yard or if they get that landscape package. They're coming in with a list going, hey, which one do you think is best? I mean, it's a huge honor for us to think that someone would think so. We're a valuable resource, but we've been trying for a lot of years to do this. We've got a lot of family members uh, coming in. In fact, uh, Facebook, I posted a, a picture of Mackenzie, my youngest daughter. She's now not so young. She's very much an adult. She's actually running some major departments, a uh, major part of the business here at the Garden Center. And Lisa, my wife. Just a great mother-daughter picture. Got a lot of comments. Family business is just something special. It's something unique. It's roots. It's, it's foundational. It's community. It's, it's what we've grown up with, and we choose to stay here and make this area, this central highlands of Arizona, our. This is where we're going to plant our roots and plant our flag and just make a make a living, and and not make a killing. I would go elsewhere and do that. We just like living here. And we like having family around here. So take a look at that. Anyway, that's, I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but just Facebook, Instagram. We've got all the, we're starting TikTok now. So that's the latest, youngest video kind of stuff. Take a look at that. Lots going on in the social world. And that's something independent. Smaller family businesses can do better than anyone else. Because we're local, yokel, just us, neighbors. Our kids play soccer together. We're going to see you at the restaurants. We're going to see, see you at the grocery store. And we can put content in that's about us, about our family, and about your family, about our landscapes, our plants. And we try to make it fun while we're doing it. Never politics, never religion ever mentioned. Just good old-fashioned local landscapes. Until next week. Ken and Lisa Lane camp out here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott, Arizona. Look, if your mom, wife, or mother-to-be enjoys dead cut flowers and the peace that comes when dining with all those kids, then by all means, take her to your favorite buffet rather than some piece of plastic. But if she really loves her garden, a gift card from Waters makes perfect sense. In reality, you're giving her 90 minutes of peace and quiet while she shops for her own flowers. Waters Garden Center. 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love their gardening moms love to shop. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.